Simple Life Together, Episode 65, Strategic Simplicity. Hi, and welcome to Simple Life Together, a podcast dedicated to leading a simpler life in the modern world. I'm Dan Hayes. And I'm Vanessa Hayes. (laughs) Welcome back to Simple Life Together. On the last episode of the show, we talked all about healthy smoothies with our friend Farnoosh Brock, author of The Healthy Smoothie Bible. And I tell you what, delicious, delicious recipe. You have been putting that book to good use. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every single day. One a few times a day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. So y'all need to check it out. It's really good. (laughs) But on today's show, we're talking a bit about strategic simplicity and a simple tool we use to help us plan and shape our simple life together. All right. So let's not mess around at all. Let's just go ahead and jump right into it. So when it comes to making long-term plans for our lives, we all go through a dream stage where we just kind of daydream about what our life might be like. And seriously, at some point in our lives, we thought about what it would be like to win the lottery or be super rich, and you just kind of lose yourself in the dream, right? And while I'm sure there's nothing inherently wrong with that, it really is more productive to do some systematic ideation, all right? And by dreaming systematically you'll likely improve your chances for success. And for us, this is what we call strategic simplicity. It sounds weird. It sounds weird. Like dreaming systematically, like you can like control your dreams, but well, stick you with know, us, right? Yeah, just <laughs> it's using your imagination. It's an innovation thing, right? Okay. So anyway, but by going through a process of systematic ideation, you may come up with more questions than answers initially. But in the end, you'll probably be a lot closer to what you want and you'll be able to formulate a real plan of action. Okay, so what is this systematic ideation and how can you use it? Well, I'm sure there's lots of different ways to systematically come up with ideas. You know, I'm a bit of a a MacGyver type, right? I like to tinker with different things and do different projects. And I really enjoy product design. And as a matter of fact, even recently, a company put one of my ideas into production and they're getting ready to release it pretty soon. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, (laughs) it's awesome. It really is. It's a great feeling to have that done. Somebody saying, oh yeah, that's that's a great idea. Uh Let's do it. And uh So anyway, but years ago, I read a book, and honestly, I can't for the life of me remember the title, and I looked around, and I couldn't find the title at all. But this sparked my interest in systematic ideation, and what they did was they essentially said to break something down, or concept down, into little tiny parts, all right? So let's say they're inventing a new type of blender to make smoothies, right? Okay. Right? So they look at that blender, and they, they look at all the different parts of that, the, the container, the blades, the motor, and so forth. And they, and they want you to run through this brainstorming list of how, everything that could possibly be made out of. So like the container, it could be made out of glass. It could be made out of plastic. It could be metal. It could be leather. It could be carved <laughs> out of rock or whatever. And then the different types of blades. How could you cut the stuff that's in this blender? Are they metal blades? Are they rotating blades? Are they grinding gears? Are they air jets that cut it apart? Are there lasers that shoot out of sharks' heads and slice things up? <laughs> and then what kind of motor, right? <laughs> Can, does, it, does it have to be an electrical motor? Could it be propane? Could it be, you know, unleaded gas, diesel, uh, sure. whatever? So basically, it's running through this process of ideation for each part. And I just thought it was so interesting. And I came up with this beautiful leather containered uh, air cutting steam powered blender that surprisingly hasn't taken off yet 
But so you know, obviously that's not the one product yeah. that actually. No, it's launching. not. Okay. Yeah, that and my pork sushi idea just hasn't caught on, <laughs> right? But uh, but today we're going to share one ideation tool with you that you might be able to use on your simplicity journey. So here you go. A good way to be more systematic about your ideation is by looking in all four directions, and by that we mean look outward inward, backward, and forward. And to explain that, it really will help if we just kind of go through an example. So what we'll do is we'll use our search for what we call the perfect town or place for us to live, because we've mentioned that before. We're looking for some place to live Mm -hmm. in our travels. Mm -hmm. So the first one we have is look outward. We're going to look at the local region um, or the local area and then look regionally and then look at national possibilities as well. We're not opposed to moving, so mm-hmm. we're, we're pretty broad about where we could potentially go. We could even look internationally if we wanted to. We're just kind of, you know, anchored here in the States. Yeah, yeah. So that's, those are our options for looking outward. So uh, if you're trying to ideate where you could be or, or get an idea of where you'd want to go, you look outward. And the next one is look inward. What do we really want? What are our must-haves and what are our deal-breakers? And Vanessa, you're going to break this down in a little bit, right? Yes, uh-huh. All right. So she'll share, share some things that you know we've considered so far in this. In this is our example. And then moving on, we have look backward, and by doing a candid review of what has and hasn't worked for us in the past, we get a better idea of what we may want. And look at something and say, or an area we lived before, and what did we like about it? What did we dislike? Mm-hmm. The same type of thing. So we look back and on our own experiences. And then last but not least, we look forward. What do we want our home in the future to look like? What do we want it to feel like? What do we want it to be like? And all of these are interdependent, and this can get a bit cyclical, and that's fine. You can go back and forth through all of these things until you homogenize it down, or or that's not really the right word, but hone it all down to Mm -hmm. what you think would be your ideal spot. And so that's looking in four directions. Right. Well, you know, back in episode 49... Uh, that was titled Live the Life of Your Dreams, we talked about our freedoms from and our freedoms to. And one of those freedoms was freedom to choose where and how we live. That was a huge part. It was. And so, so just to give you an example of strategic simplicity, as Dan said, we're gonna, I'm going to push that a little bit further and, and talk about our search for the ideal place for us to live. And I'm going to get a little bit more specific on that right now. So um, before we go into the four directions... That Dan just talked about, you know, the outward, um, backward, forward, inward, inward yeah, all that good yeah. stuff. Yeah, I don't think I had it in the right order. But here's what we did. We did our initial brainstorming. These are the things that we came up as far as the ideal place for us. Yeah, to we, we knew that these were some qualities that we know we want our dream spot to have. Right. right? And, you know, and hopefully we can find this and it might be tough. But these are the things that just really came to mind right away. Um, sounds funny, but the first one was, we want a grocery store within walking distance. Yes, a good grocery store, <laughs> right. you know? I mean, nothing against, you know, I'm not going to dog Walmart here on the podcast, but, you know, we don't want a super Walmart as our grocery store. No, no, you know? but something within walking distance where we can pick up our groceries when we need to. Um, we like to be close to downtown shops, you know, like the coffee shops, you know, maybe some bookstores, diners, whatever local shops. And, you know, of course, those shops should have free Wi-Fi. That's always a plus. Of course they should. And, and when you say downtown, it might be downtown in just a town, not downtown in a city. Right. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and another thing that we would like is to live near water, not the ocean. Um, honestly, Dan and I aren't huge ocean fans. We prefer creeks or rivers or even lakes. 
Yeah. That would be nice. And we're looking for small acreage. Uh, so we don't have to maintain a lot, to be honest with you. So maybe a quarter of an acre to one acre max, I think, is what we're looking for. Yeah. You know, back in episode 26, we talked about spring cleaning your home, your uh-huh. life, and your tech. And this past weekend, we did a lot of spring cleaning on the outside of the home. Oh, yeah. And it would, would not hurt my feelings if I never have to do that again. Yeah, raking those leaves. It's interesting because I just had a conversation with my brother and he was talking about he loves his new home, but he's not so fond of all the, the leaves that he has to rake up. Right. They had 40 bags where we had only 20. Yeah. So, but still, it was just, it's crazy. So we're looking for something that's easy to maintain as far as acreage goes. Yeah. We also need good schools. We still have, uh, by the time we probably move to a new place, we still have a young one that's school age. And so we really need a good school or at least the ability to homeschool if need be type thing. Right, um, so some, some good co-ops or yeah, something. Yeah, some good co-ops and things like that. So, um, so that's obviously important to us. Uh, we would prefer to build on an empty lot if possible instead of having to renovate an old home or something like that uh, just so we can build to our specifications. And, um, and another bonus thing that, which would be nice is to not have any size restrictions on the home and for us, that means small, right, not right, big. Right. Yeah, we're not McMansion type. We're more McNugget types than we are McMansion <laughs> right? types. Right. So that being said, actually, it would be great if there wasn't an HOA, which is a homeowners association. Um, although those are beneficial to an extent, really, help folks kind of maintain. Yeah. You know, as long as they're homes. within your guidelines of what you want, yeah, then it's my great. guidelines, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's great as long as they see my way. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> but if we do have to deal with an HOA, hopefully they'll be open to some green and sustainable building techniques and things that we want to do with our home when we build. I know that Dan is really big into like solar and yeah. um, you know the rainwater co- collection. And yeah, all that I mean, stuff. I like it because of the you know nothing against the environment or anything, but I like it because of the independence factor. And I actually like it for being you know, I guess, good stewards of the environment. So it's kind of a compliment, I guess, that we... I'm a little bit country. You're a little bit rock and roll. (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) That's old school. If any of you know what I'm talking about, (laughs) leave a comment in the show notes. So another thing that we would like is to have reasonable tax rates. And um, so that would be your city taxes and local and state taxes. And it would be nice, too, if they didn't tax the military retirement, um, yes. which is kind of what we have here. It's really nice that they don't do that here in Texas. So. Yeah, we have um, no state tax, uh, and, but our property taxes are kind of high. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. But it's mostly for the school systems and stuff like that, too. So it's a little give and take. So you got to kind of balance all that stuff out. Now, something that I also would like... Um, or we would like is to be near a place that has local farmers um, around. You can have farmers markets and things like that. I would just love to have that accessible. I love going to farmers markets and getting out the fresh produce and things like that, and then using it right away. And and then the final thing and a very important thing to us is having outdoor activities easily accessible. And for us, that's fishing and camping, hiking, biking, and other outdoorsy right. things like that. And so, so those are the things that we initially brainstormed on. Right. Um, But then we also talked about some other things like local attitudes and atmosphere is very important to us. Folks that aren't too stuffy, they're easygoing, where the community cares about taking care of and maintaining a safe and healthy place to live. I think that's huge when you get together and you care about those things. And then, you know, as we started thinking about this stuff, there's a long list there, right? This may require us to live in two really small places right? to kind of get the best of all worlds here. Yeah. Okay, so Vanessa, why don't you start us out with um, the looking outward part? Okay, so 
we're not tied to a specific geographic location like where our families live. And I know that sounds kind of like that might come across as rude, but really visiting family and friends is already a part of our plan. And one of the main reasons we want to live small is so that we can travel large and go visit our family right. when we want. And But if it, that is the case, it's not like we don't want to be, we'd love to be around family. That'd be great, especially you know, family that has the younger kids and so mm-hmm. forth for sunshine. So you never know. It might work out, but that's not something that we're totally tied to. You know, and the other thing we talked about was we could live internationally if we desired. But at this point, we're more grounded here in the United States. And again, we'll scratch our international itch through our travels because that's, you know, yeah. this part of our plan, too, is to, to travel abroad. Um, and the other thing when it talks about looking outward as far as where and whatnot is we would like to have four seasons, you know, like Dan has said before here on the podcast, there's two seasons here. It's hot and hotter. Yeah. <laughs> Even though we had a rare winter, I think the whole country did, had a rare winter, but uh, it really does get just, it's hot and then it's already just super hot. Yeah. I enjoy four seasons and I like a relatively mild winter. Uh-huh. You know, growing up in Buffalo, we had a lot of snow, got used to the cold and that, and that has its time in, a, in its place. Sure. Growing or, and then working and living in Minot, North Dakota for a while. That just sounds it was just It was frigid. Bitter, bitter. The, what made it great is there was fantastic people there. Yeah, you know? yeah. But um, yeah, I'm more of a four-season guy. I tell you what, you know, when I, I went to college in Flagstaff, uh, Arizona, and it was beautiful there. Now, they didn't have a whole lot of fall-type you know, trees and things. Yeah. But they had the aspens up on the, on the mountains there in the San Francisco peaks. But I liked the winters. It was, you know, three or four months long, dry cold snow wasn't wet bitter blizzard conditions at least hardly ever and so it was really really nice so i wouldn't mind that yeah so anywho's anywho's so so that is looking outward now when we start looking inward with all those things that you know the criteria and the things that we were brainstorming on earlier when we start to look inward again this is where we look at what we really want and what our must-haves and deal breakers are so keeping our five pillars in mind we want a place and a lifestyle that can support all of them in fair balance. So, for example, we don't want to live in a place with a high cost of living that would restrict us and restrict our freedom to travel and, and visit friends and family in other places, right? Right. And if you're, this is your first show or you don't remember what the five pillars are, they're, um, the five pillars that we kind of build our life plan on are faith, family, fitness, finances, and freedom. And freedom, right. So so basically, you know, we want to make sure that all those are in check. And, and how we live and where we live, we're going to have to make sure that those are in balance. Um, now, some additional must-haves is that we want a safe environment to live in and access to recreational activities that we love. Like I mentioned earlier, the outdoors is incredibly important to us. Uh, we want the ability to live small, um, the small house and things like that. We would really, really, really like to live somewhere that has a high walkability rating. And Dan, you want to talk about that real quick? Yeah, I check walkscore.com a lot. And uh, if you haven't uh, been on that site before, they give walkability ratings to small towns and cities. And and there are just some, like I would consider where we live right now to be a uh, car as required. You know, yeah. because we just mm-hmm. have to, there's very few places that we can go from here without a car. Right. I mean, even if I wanted to go to the grocery store, they're within biking distance, no doubt. But I have to cross major roads or, or you know, I just can't safely 
intersections and there's parts of the road that don't even you know that aren't paved so if you want to take our daughter you know or kid with us i mean i want her to be on the sidewalk you know cyclists don't have to be on the sidewalk obviously they can be on the roads too but they're they're major roads they're they're tight and they don't don't have a bike lane right you don't bike on these no you don't you know you don't even like to drive on them but even taking sunshine to school (laughs) as the crow fly it as a crow flies it's only about a quarter of a mile from here to her school Mm -hmm. but it's the way to get there is so circuitous you know, yards around here all have fences around them. Yeah. You know, it's not like when I was a kid, you can cut through whoever's yard if you needed to. And, mm-hmm. and there's just no, uh, I did find a shortcut through a ditch, but you know, and that's fine for me, but I don't want, want to walk her through a ditch no in her way. dress on the way to school. Uh-uh. So <laughs> We also want the four mild seasons that we talked about just a minute ago. And the reason these are so important to us is because these things fulfill us. Just bottom line, they fulfill us. And there are some deal breakers, you know, that we talked about. You know, we want to live in a small home. You want environmentally conscious. I want the ability to live uh, a little bit self-sustainably, mm-hmm. not necessarily completely off-grid, but I want to have some things like that. Uh, we don't want high traffic. We don't want high taxes. Uh, we're not into living in a place where the people are intolerant. And we just, those are deal breakers for us. Right. And the bottom line is we want a place with personality. Mm-hmm. I love, and you know this about me, I love to be like Norm on, uh, what was the show? Cheers. Yeah. I love walking into a place, like we have a you know a breakfast place. I love to walk in there. Don't even have to order. They wave when you come in. They smile. They see you all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they treat you well. They make good food. We treat them well and tip well. And, and we're just nice to, you know, a nice customer. I love that. Mm-hmm. And those are places that we want to live. Yeah. And it's interesting that we want personality. We want a little bit different because we lived in such, well, I guess we lived such conformed lives before in our previous careers in the military, you know, yeah. and it's yeah. all kind of the same, but it's just, we kind of want a little bit of freedom from that to have a little bit different. Well, it's always the things that have personality, like even no matter even though we were in the military, there's lots of people that were just characters, you know, oh, just sure. personality. Yeah. And that's what, that, I'm drawn to that, and you are too. Yeah. So I'm glad we have that in common. <laughs> so that was all the uh, looking inward stuff. So why don't you move on to looking backward, things that we've done in the past or things that we know from our past that we want to avoid. Okay. So, so the first one is we actually miss apartment-style living. Yikes. <laughs> yep. Believe it or not. It's uh, it's because we like the no yard. Yeah, there's some things we like we miss about it. Right, right. Like not having a yard to have to maintain, and our apartments that we lived in were relatively small, um, but everything had a place. You know, it was just you maintained it, and, and we didn't overstuff those places. And also, had, living in an apartment, we didn't have a whole lot to maintain because the obviously the the staff took care of most of the issues, and <laughs> instead of us having to right dip into our own pocketbooks to fix it all No yard time. maintenance, <laughs> no home maintenance, right. no maintenance. And then there was access to their amenities, though. So, like, their fitness you know, facilities and pools and things like that. So that was kind of nice, but not having to maintain it yourself, right? right? So that was something um, that uh, we kind of we kind of miss. That said... Yeah, we actually do like having our own home and a yard to chill in and, and play and relax, like... You know, we love to barbecue. Dan's out there on the Big Green Egg. Can't all do that in time. our apartment. No, no, you can't. At least not with the Big Green Egg either. I don't know if the like a patio could support the weight of that thing. <laughs> but uh, but we play darts. Sunshine and I will go out there and we'll we'll play catch. We'll throw a frisbee, and we love to garden. 
Um, and we like to have fires out there on the deck too. And of course, I like to bird watch. And I don't watch- know what's up with that. <laughs> you were just you got something against birds. I, I do. I'm not a bird fan. Well, anywho's, I do like bird watching. So it's just kind of relaxing. I like watching watch- birds as they're cooking on my green. Oh, egg. stop it! Stop so, it! <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, so another thing as far as looking backward. Um, and uh, things that we like and that we realize is that we like to design and create our own unique home. Again, we're talking about personality and being a little bit different. We like to kind of put our own stamp on our place. And uh, we already have a bunch of ideas in our head about what we really want our place to look like and our own little personal touch on that. You know, because we do like, you know, Dan's a tinker, but he loves loves design and I like to decorate and design as well. So that's something that we realize about each other. Um, Now, another thing we realize is that we don't like cookie cutter Suburban homes, basically. And although many are absolutely gorgeous and beautiful and have tons of amenities, the experience that we have, and it's not the experience that everybody out there has living in a suburban um, neighborhood, but for us personally, we just, we've always been in places that really kind of lacked a sense of community. And uh, and that's something that I think we're looking for and we're kind of craving. And uh, and community, by me, what I mean, and I've got a couple examples, is like my sister... And her husband and, and, and two little boys, they they live in a they actually live in a big city, but they live in a downtown historic home uh, district. And the families there, they always they get together. The kids they have block parties, they celebrate holidays, they get together and they or they'll meet downtown, which is just a few blocks away, for different events that the that the city's having, just to hang out and, and just be a part of the community there. And, uh, and that's just really nice. And she just, you know, she just really loves that, that the fact they're in a big city and they're able to have that. Now that comes with a heavy price tag though. Um, the cost of living is pretty high there, but I like the, the sense of community. My parents, for example, they live in Bandera, Texas, which is about 30 miles about Northwest or West of us here. West, right? Yeah. And they absolutely love it there. Cause it's a small little town, the cowboy capital of the world. So they say, and my parents go dancing five nights a week. They have met tons and tons of people in the four, I guess maybe four or five years they've been here, I guess about five yeah. years now. They have met more people in that five years than they did, you know, the 30 plus years my dad was in the Marine Corps, you know, obviously moving around a lot, but they just have a core of friends. Yep. And it's not just about dancing. They get together and they go to events and they they, they have festivals and parades and all that good stuff. And so they all chip in and help out with that, with the community and they love it. And another town that I really like is with with really good sense of community is in East Aurora. East Aurora, New York. Yeah, that's near where I was um, raised. Yeah, and your nephew and his wife and kids, and their live, kids there, live there. And yeah, your brothers have lived there too yeah. and whatnot. And so, but it's beautiful. It's a beautiful town. It's a very walkable town. They have everything you need, and but they have a sense of community. They, things just life revolves around this, the the town activities and events and things throughout the year. And so, I like that. And what I really like at least about the last two examples we gave, is that there's not a lot of traffic to deal with. (laughs) I like that they don't have to be car dependent. Right. Which we are here, unfortunately. Yeah. They just don't have a real... they don't have like any type of a subway system or anything like that. And and I think, Dan, actually, you did some research the other day about the bus system here. If you were to come from our home to the downtown area... It's two hours Two on hours bus, yeah. to get downtown. And it's a, really a, a 25-minute drive, but it's two hours on the bus. Yeah. So, man, yeah, it's just, you know, it's kind of it's tough, you know? Yeah. So, so that is looking backward um, about things that we like or don't like that we realize, right, from our, from our 
experiences. Right. So, so far in this four-part tool, we have looking outward, looking inward, and you just covered looking backward. So the next one is looking forward, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Looking forward. How do we want you know this place to look, feel, and be yeah. like? Yeah. Now, for um, for our example, for our ideal location, uh, I I think a good exercise for us is what does a day look like there? You know, can I um, if I pick a typical day, I can get up early. You know how I like to get up early and go mm-hmm. for a walk or go for a bike ride. You know, waving to people along the way, maybe stop in and grab a cup of coffee after my walk is done. Um, I can walk and pick up something for dinner. You know, you could set a day aside for going shopping, but if you forget something, you don't have to hop in the car, fight traffic, go to a grocery store. You can just walk it's not down. an event, right? Right. You just go down. It's part of your day. And, yeah. and that's what I really like. And I also carry that forward to what does a week look like there? And what are your weekly routines? Uh, if you know, if we're in a super small house, we don't even have room for laundry. Can you walk to the laundromat or whatever? You know, mm-hmm. where where can you do your weekly shopping? Right, your main shopping yeah. where you get a bunch of you stock up on a few things. But uh, right, so like when I when I was um, when I was growing up, we went to a certain supermarket in town, but you didn't get your meats there. You got your meats at the meat market, or and we still do that when we go home to visit family. Uh-huh, we we sure go to do. the meat markets to get the meat. What's it called? The meat market? Well, we go to Federal Meat Market is the big one that we go federal to. Federal Meat Market. Yeah, markets, but right? then there's the one in East Aurora, too, that we go to. I oh, forget. Yeah. That was a federal, too, wasn't it? I don't I remember. forget. But we go to those <laughs> We go to those specialty places. We used to go just to get these boxes of, they're called cube steaks. We used to go to Fierstein and Beerings. And then we got our buns for them across the street at Buns Master. <laughs> right? <laughs> buns Master. Yeah. <laughs> So, like the thigh master. Yeah, the that's, right. Master. that's right. That's um, right. But uh, six minute buns. No, but those are those are places that we used to go. Every place had its own specialty stuff. You know, you got your pizzas at a. It's all mom and pop shops. I love that. Yes, I yeah. love that. It's all personality. Mm-hmm. So uh, that so that's what the week looks like. And then carrying that further, what do seasons look like? You know that in East Aurora they have every third of July they have a huge fireworks display yes they have things they have toy fest because fisher price toys is there it's always the same time all these same seasons uh throughout the year but that's something to look forward to it helps you kind exactly. of time out your year it has give you it gives you things to kind of prep for to look forward to is yeah. that kind of that habits routines and rituals and things exactly like that, right? and in bandera they have all the different festivals they have the mardi gras, mardi gras. They have wednesday night steak night you know right. on the weekly side hunter's weekend all these different bike rallies or whatever but they have all these different parades a veteran's day parade huge right. river fest it's awesome so that's what uh, a good way to look at is what do the seasons look like and while these are all cyclical things we also need to look at things from in a linear sense from now to the future like we know right now as bad as traffic is around our house we know it's not going away. It's not. It's just growing so fast and so big. Yeah. So looking at it just from here on out, we know it's not going to get any better. It's not going to get more walkable. No. It might, the public transportation might get better, but I doubt there's going to be more farmers markets. Yeah. You know, and good on San Antonio. You know, when we first moved here, or at least when I first moved here, you've been here off and on throughout the years, but I moved here back in 2001 and I don't even think it was in the top 10 cities uh in the united states now it's the number seven yeah largest city yep, in the united seven. states and they are doing some phenomenal things here i they are really making a name for themselves in san antonio there's a lot of cool stuff going on here it's just i think it's outgrowing us <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just too it, much for us personally. it is and there's great places to live downtown oh, you know yeah, new places are. and and so forth but 
Uh, but part of our decision is we like, went for seasons, four mild seasons. Right, and we need a little bit more outdoorsy activities. Yeah, I don't think the weather's going to, they're going to be able to change the weather. Know how <laughs> no, how good the, the city planners are. So. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, all that stuff is is really cool to kind of look at your day, your week, your, your seasons, and that it's all kind of cyclical and whatnot. Um, you know, and that's how I kind of envision it, Dan, is kind of looking forward how our life is going to look. You know, from the physical perspective, I can totally see us kind of living off-grid or close to being off-grid and being kind of sustain, uh, self-sustaining, um, you know, with the green building materials and whatnot. And um, I can totally see our home having just low maintenance, you know, xeriscaped landscaping and things like that. Still beautiful, but simple, you know. Yeah. And living on a river and a creek. I mean, I can, I can see all this kind of stuff. Um, and I, I can see looking forward what I want it to look like and feel like is that we are out, our days are out supporting local businesses. We have our own little routines that we're walking out and about, going to the coffee shop, you know, going to the bookstore or whatever the case may be. I can see that stuff. I can see a shopping uh, for those that locally grown foods and, you know, fresh fruits and vegetables and whatnot. And I mean, wouldn't it be awesome to be able to say, you know what? I think I want some fish for dinner tonight, you know, and to be able to go to the, the local meat market or to the grocery store or fishmonger, <laughs> go to the fishmonger. You don't get to say that often. And our friend Jared easily got to say, I think, no, it was Brooks Duncan. He got to say fishmonger last week somehow and so now it's our chance but i mean cool would it be cool to do the whole like farm to to table yep. type of yep. uh, of meal or or stream to table yeah, yeah. or stream to table yeah. there you yeah. go absolutely yeah. that would be cool too without having to worry about stocking up on groceries and having extra freezer space because yeah. you have to store because you don't want to fight traffic every day so all this is ideation stuff just, for yeah, how just, it how we think it could be in the future. It really kind of visualizing. It's right. a lot like I talk about with my clients when it comes to organizing. I'm always like, what do you want it to really look, feel, and be like? You know, Desired end state. Yeah, right? Desired end state. So, right. And now, of course, community is huge. I mean, I'm really, we're kind of drawn to the, the community and um, that kind of environment. People that are kind of like-minded, but different. You know what right. I mean? So, so again, these steps that we went through, this show is not supposed to be about uh, how you can find your perfect place to live. No, no, no. But it is about going through these four steps to uh, do some strategic, uh, systematic ideation mm-hmm. for to achieve some type of strategic simplicity in your right, life. Right, right. And so the major takeaway here is this. By all means, dream, you know, dream big. But when it comes to getting serious about strategic simplicity, be systematic about your ideation. Look outward, look inward, look backward, and then look forward. And by going through this process of ideation, you may come up with more questions than answers initially, like Mm -hmm. I said when we started out. But in the end, you'll probably be a lot closer to what you want and a lot closer to actually being able to formulate a real plan of action. Absolutely, because otherwise it's just a dream and it stays out there. So so what is one of your long-term simplicity or other life goals where you could use this ideation process? Is it your home? your career, a business opportunity, a passion, or even a relationship? We'd love to know. So be sure to leave a comment and share at simplelifetogether.com slash 065. So on the next show, episode 66, we're going to discuss some ways that we're taking this strategic simplicity from the ideation and planning stages and really making some progress to turn it into our reality. Mm -hmm. We're almost two years into this. And on our next show, you'll see 
how we're connecting some of these dots to shape our future and enjoying the journey along the way too. And you'll end up nodding your head and saying, oh, okay, I see what they're doing now. <laughs> so, yeah. so don't miss out on that one. We'll, be, uh, we'll have that ready in about two weeks. Very cool. All right, so now on to the thing segment. And I guess... I'll Why don't you go, go first? Okay, well, I don't have anything real big except for... I just turned 40 years old and Ooh. I feel great. Woohoo! Awesome. <laughs> I am officially over the hill. <laughs> so I feel I, pretty I, good. I enjoyed watching you run over it though. Oh, thanks. It was a great, it was a great hill. <laughs> well, I tell you what, you naturally reflect back on, I guess, your life and you know, I was reflecting on my 20s and my 30s and now I get to embark on my 40s here. And it's so funny, you know, in, the, in your 20s, at least for me, you know, I was just so motivated and I felt like I was unstoppable. But at the same time, I was like insecure and not really sure of what I wanted out of life. I was just kind of going with the flow and doing all these things because that's what society said to do. You know, I was trying to be this super career woman or whatever. And uh-huh. But it was all good. Great experiences. And then my 30s, I got a little bit more comfortable with where I was going and uh, got a little bit more comfortable with my leadership abilities. But then, you know, the last couple of years, I've been like, you know what? Man, I wish I knew then what I know now because, man, things would be a lot different. But the reality is they, they wouldn't. I mean, those yeah. things, those experiences really have shaped to me to where I am today. And, and I tell you, I am super grateful for this journey that we are on because it has really opened up my eyes to living this life on purpose, uh, kind of on our terms. Um, and it really is just, I just feel like we're just so much more focused. We still are lost on a few things and we're <laughs> yeah. trying to figure out our way, but we kind of have some big picture ideas out there and these goals that we are achieving and they're getting closer and closer um, to, in, our, in our sights. And, and and I just think it's really cool. And it's just, I feel really happy about where I am right now. Good. Feel you know, I don't feel at all afraid about being 40 or anything like that. You know, they say, oh, 40 is the new 20. And, and I'm going to go with that. I'm, I'm cool with that. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> I'm just oh, well, speaking that. of 20, <laughs> all right, I'm going to put you on the spot. What's that? All right. Back in episode 20, uh-huh. my part of that was mentoring your younger self. So oh. what's one thing, if you could go back... What's one thing you would go back and tell your younger self? Yeah, you are putting me on the spot. Yeah. I think um I think what I would say is we are all blessed with certain abilities and, and capabilities and things like that. And that you know that one gal we went to the first World Domination Summit and she's supposed to give her the story about the woman that looked kind of she didn't look like everybody else, she was very yeah, different yeah. and um she just says she stopped comparing her insides to other people's outsides. Right. And I think that's a daily struggle for people. But if you just really start to internalize that, I think it makes a huge difference. Like, yeah. And I just think that's really kind of helped me lately go, I am, I am different and I'm okay. Um, I have, so there's things that I'm very good at and there's things that I'm not. And, but that's okay. Yeah. And looking, so I guess that might be one thing. <laughs> you put yeah. me on the spot, babe. Not fair. Uh, I know. I not know. Fair. I know I did. <laughs> All right, but, so let's go on to your thing. <laughs> okay, well, my, mine is even better. No, <laughs> no, mine doesn't compare. But recently, we had some document faxing to do. You know, who does that anymore? But we had to. We had to fax. Right? We couldn't email. And um, so, what what do we usually do when we have to fax something? <laughs> we, we bug your ex wife. <laughs> yes, yes. We go down to her place and we send five our, houses down. Right, we, and we send our fax from her office. But this time. I didn't want to bother her. 
and we used Hello Fax, which is a Chrome extension. So if you use the Chrome web browser, uh, it's an extension that you can download. It's free, Hello Fax, and it makes it easy to sign documents and send faxes online. You never need to print, sign, or scan them again. You could use Hello Fax. And when I looked it up, it says you get um, 50 free fax pages each month for six months. And if you want to check out Hello Fax, just go to simplelifetogether.com slash hellofax, and that'll take you to the place where you can download it for free for your Chrome web browser. Dude, that was way better than my turning point. Way better. <laughs> way better. Jeez. Well, that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now on to the cues and comments. So we just wanted to say thanks to Genevieve Parker-Hill for including us in her post, Nine Websites to Help You Live Simply. And she lists some fantastic simplicity blogs, and we are honored to make the cut. And so thank you. You can find her site at packinglust.com. Yeah, that's awesome. And also, um, you know, shout out to Cheryl and Dave Balthrop for mentioning us in their post, The Seven Phases of Your Heroic Journey to Margin and Simplicity. Thanks, guys. They have been great supporters. And their site is simplelifereboot.com. Yep. Awesome. Thanks, guys. And now on to announcements. Uh, Simple Rev tickets uh, are on sale. And remember, I told you I'm helping out Joel Zaslowski from The Value of Simple and the Smart and Simple Matters podcast with Simple Rev, which is a simplicity summit. And it's being held on October 3rd and 4th in beautiful downtown Minneapolis on the University of St. Thomas campus. To get your tickets, just go to simplerev.com forward slash tickets. And also be sure to check out All Things Simple Rev. It's our new podcast that Joel and I do. And on the last one, we interviewed Joshua Becker, who is going to be keynoting for us there. And uh, there's a link in the show notes at simplelifetogether.com slash 065, or you can just search iTunes for Simple Rev, all one word. Remember, if you have questions or comments, you can find all our contact info at simplelifetogether.com slash Vanessa or simplelifetogether.com slash Dan. So that's it for episode 65 of Simple Life Together. If you're doing some strategic simplicity planning, try the four-direction model we talked about today. With a little bit of ideation and some solid follow-through and execution, you can shape the simple future you want. And be sure to pick up your copy of Super Mom vs. Super Mom, Simplicity Tips for Busy Moms. It's a simple life guide to getting organized, finding margin, and embracing simplicity just for moms. And dads. <laughs> you know, that's true. It really is for everybody. We're going to be kind of reworking that a little bit too. So to make it a little bit broader, I think is because a lot of the core stuff applies to everybody. Absolutely. So just go to simplelifetogether.com slash super mom to get your copy today. And as usual, you can find all the links and info from today's show at simplelifetogether.com slash 065. If you keep up with our shows as they're released, look for our next show around the 15th of May, 2014. So let us know what you think of the show and how you're simplifying your life, too. We'd absolutely love to hear from you. So until next time, we hope you enjoy your simple life together. Simple life together.